So Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he he has risen. Remember how he told you, while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered um, over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe a woman, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Let me add my uh, welcome to John's from earlier on, and uh, wish you all very... Happy Easter. Uh, great to be able to thinking uh, about uh, Easter together. Now, I guess it is obvious, isn't it, that Easter is special. Uh, we've all been besieged by Easter eggs. Uh, we've had four days off work. Uh, the vicar's wearing a tie. <laughs> it's raining. Uh, all sorts of special things uh, happen over the Easter weekend. But What really is it that makes Easter so very special? What difference does Easter make to you and to me? That's the question that I want us to think about over these next few minutes. Uh, The difference that Easter makes to us. Uh, And to get us in the mood about differences, I thought we'd begin um, with uh, a few spot the difference We all love those, don't we? Sort of uh, uh, two pictures uh, with some differences. There are three differences to spot. uh, And uh, we're going to see how well we do. Uh, So um, I've got... It's going to be up on the screen in a minute, not yet. um, But I know that some of the children might like to be able to have a version. So John uh, and Hannah are going to go to the back. And Connie's going to come help me at the front. So if any of the children would like uh, their own version to look at in front of them... Uh, then, when I say go, you can whiz to the front, grab a front, take it back to the people you're with, and start working on the three. All right? And then when I say, not yet, so we, uh, uh, I'll also ask for the slide up on the screen, okay? But the kids get a bit of a head start, okay? So we'll have the kids come to the front and, and the back. Come get one of these. Go. Grand, grand, grand. Oop. Yeah, of course. Get Connie's as well. Well done, Amos. There we go. Keep going. All going to run out? No, we're not. Well done. Well done. Oops. Sorry. Okay, up on the screen as well. Okay, spot three differences.
Okay, shove a hand in the air when you've spotted all three. Oh, oh. So keen competitive types. Hand in the air when you've got all three, so I, so I know when I can um, draw this chaos to a close. Some people still struggling. Okay. All right, time's up. Uh, so, let's find out. Can you tell us one of, one of the differences you've spotted? Okay, yeah, there is a flower down there, bottom right-hand corner. A flower's missing in the one on the right. Okay, what have you noticed? Yeah, the stinger is missing. There we go. That stinger's missing too. And one more difference. Yeah, we're one apple short, aren't we, over there on the, uh, on the right as well. Okay, well done. Got the idea. Three differences. You've uh, managed those. Okay, we've got another one. Uh, still more to come and collect. John, Hannah, keep going. Okay, uh, very good, very good. Okay, and uh, let's go. Well done, well done, well done. Got the idea now. All right, All right very good. There you go. Well done, well done. Good work. Okay. You spotted all three already? Mm, good stuff. Somebody got all three already. Very impressive. Oh, they're not on the screen. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're all upset now. Competitive elements here are, are going to be very grumpy now. Didn't give you a go. Three, yeah, three differences. Connie's struggling. Now, oh, well done, Peter. Glad to see... Oh, Matthew's there as well. Collaboration. Yeah, Ruben's in. Okay, done. All right, let's, uh, let's have some um, offers. We'll go to the back this time. Yes, what have you noticed? Say that again. A puff of smoke, that's right. There's an extra puff of smoke down the bottom. Yeah, good. Uh, let's find out. What have you spotted? Yeah, I saw a helicopter up in the sky. That's right. And there's one more. What have you noticed? Say again. There is a name on the boat. That's right. Yeah, got a name on the boat down the bottom there as well. That's right. Three differences. Okay, good. All right, you're doing very well. You're obviously on a roll now. Okay, this is the last one. Are you running out of the back? That's all right. Okay.
Okay, let's get up on the screen as well. Thanks, Josh. This contains the hardest one, in my humble opinion. Looks like John's struggling. Okay, we'll do this the other way around. Put your hand up if you've not got all three yet. Oh, yeah, I knew this was harder. Okay, come on, come on, keep going, keep going. You can do it. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, let's, um, let's see if we've spotted them. Uh, Noah, you were very quick. What, tell us one of the ones you spotted. Yeah, there's one extra bird. There you go. There's one extra bird uh, tucked up there. Um, let's have another one. Yeah, what did you, Samuel? What did you spot? There's a plant down the front. That's right. Yeah, plant down the front. Okay, and uh, the really hard one. Yeah, did you get it, Alicia? What was it? Yeah, there's a branch. There you go. Ah, tricky. Yeah, there's all the three. That was hard, wasn't it? See, sometimes it can be quite hard to spot the difference. So, so there we go. You're in the mood now. Now, we still haven't worked out, though, what difference does Easter make? That's the thing we wanted to work out, wasn't it? So maybe we need to do a bit of spotting the difference around some Easter things. So what I've got here is a before Easter egg and an after Easter egg. Sorry, Connie. Um, there you go. So we need to do a bit of spot the differencing on this. And I might just need somebody to help me. Uh, who am I going to get to help me? Who am I going to help me? Do you want to come and help? Yeah, come on then. Um, okay, so. Uh, now, visual inspection. I want to know what is the difference between this egg and this egg? A little bit of, allow a little bit of license for artistic um, creation. Any ideas? Ah. Very shrewd, very shrewd. Uh, so can't see any difference on the outside. So he's wondering, maybe the difference is on the inside. Good suggestion. You see, the thing is with Easter, a lot of people, maybe a lot of us sometimes, uh, don't look carefully enough. And if we look too quickly, we don't really see much difference that Easter makes. Just a quick glance and we think, oh yeah, Easter's come and gone again. 
Not really big difference. Not really much of a change. Not really much transformed by Easter. And it can be a bit like that. Just a quick glance. Two look the same. But if we look inside, well then maybe it'll look a bit different. So... Okay, now, see any difference? Come and have a quick look. Yes. Well, they've both got a bit of paper in, so I suppose that's much the same. But one of them's got an Easter egg in. Well, that's good, isn't it? Thank you very much. But what about these bits of paper inside? Well, you see, the first picture is the before Easter picture. And the before Easter picture is kind of dark and not very cheerful. And the picture of Jesus' tomb has got the stone blocking the entrance to the tomb. Because that's how it was before Easter. And for the disciples, it was gloomy and sad, without hope. For the disciples, it seemed to them as if everything had ended in disaster. Uh, And for us, if this is how it is, then Easter means nothing to us. Because as the Bible tells us, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. But of course there is an after Easter picture, which is very, very different. Because the after Easter picture is bright and full of light. Uh, And the stone has moved away from the entrance to the tomb. And we're not talking about an idea. We're talking about history. We're talking about something that happened, that witnesses saw, and that they recorded for us. Uh, And the Bible tells us that it makes all the difference in the world. The angel said, to the women who came to the tomb. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. He has risen. Uh, And that difference from before Easter to after Easter couldn't be bigger. It's a huge difference to you and me. Well, what kind of a difference is it? Well, Actually, the three pictures that we were looking at earlier on tell us about those differences. So you go back to the first one. And the difference that I want really to pick out is that in the second picture, the sting was missing. Because what the Bible tells us is that in Jesus dying and rising again, death was defeated. Death was made powerless. So the Bible describes it. Death has been swallowed up. It's lost the battle. 
Death, where is the victory you thought you had? Death, where is your sting? It's a, it's a little bit like a bee that has lost its sting. Because you know how it is. I mean, a bee without a sting isn't a threat to you at all. Because it can't hurt you. Well, the Bible tells us that for the Christian believer, death is made powerless. Death for the Christian believer is like a bee without a sting. can't hurt you anymore. So the spectre at the end of life is not a threat because death has been made powerless for the person who puts their trust in Christ. And that means more to me this Easter than perhaps it has for any Easter before. But there's a second difference. See here, what's the difference that I want to pick out? Well, funnily enough, the difference I want to pick out here is the helicopter up there in the sky. Because it's not just that death has been made powerless, but there is now a new hope for the person who puts their trust in Christ. See, the, the man on the boat looks hopeless, doesn't he? The ship is going down, the sharks are circling. What hope has he got? But if there's a helicopter in the sky coming to get him and take him to a place of safety, to a place where there will be no more weeping or mourning or crying or pain, well, that would be a hope worth having, wouldn't it? And that's what the Bible tells us Easter promises. God has given us a new birth and a living hope. And this hope is living because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's not just that death is made powerless. No, even more than that, Jesus has promised that he will come back and take us to be with him where he is. Part of the new heavens and the new earth. How could we believe that such an idea could be possible? Well, because in history, one man who died returned to life never to die again. Hope is made sure because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's the second wonderful thing for the Christian believer. And then finally, one last difference. And here the difference that I want to pick out from these last two pictures are those green shoots uh, down, coming out of, out of the snow. Because is what Jesus has done in rising again just all in the future? Is it just something that we need to, to look forward to? Well, that would be special enough. But actually the Bible says that his power is made possible for us in the present as well. So that for the Christian believer, new life is possible now. The Bible describes it like this. Christ has been raised from the dead by the Father's glory. And like Christ, we also can live a new life. God's power 
has given, ev- given us everything we need to lead a godly life. It's not just waiting for a future, but it is God at work in the life of a Christian believer in the here and now. He forgives us, his si- he gives us our sin. He gives us the Holy Spirit. And his power comes into a person when they believe in Christ to live differently from now on. These are very special and very wonderful promises from God. That death is powerless. That hope is made sure. That new life is made possible. And if these were just ideas that we would like to be true, then Easter wouldn't really have made a difference at all. Because people have always wanted these things to be true. Now, the difference is that something happened in history. A man died and was buried and came back to life. And it was that great event, God come to earth to die in our place, that makes these things real for anyone who will put their trust in him. So over this coming week, over this coming year, when temptation to sin comes, when despair looms, when we feel overwhelmed, to know this hope before us and to know the power of God at work in our lives when we have put our trust in Christ. Those are great things to remember this Easter, great things to give thanks for. Uh, Let me lead us uh, in a prayer now. Our Father God, how wonderfully you have worked for us in Christ, so that through him dying on a cross, through him coming back to life again, uh, these things uh, can be ours when we put our trust in him. How grateful we are that death is made powerless for the Christian believer. That hope of being part of the new heavens and the new earth uh, is real. And that in the present, uh, you grant to us uh, power to live a new life uh, through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. Uh, Father, these are are wonderful things to be remembering this Easter time. Uh, We thank you for them. Uh, May we praise you as you deserve to be praised. And may we live for you uh, in a way uh, that will bring you glory. And we ask it in Christ's name. Amen.